What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Ablaze Youth Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at We Are Ablaze. So tonight, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about forgiveness. Rob gave you guys a little bit of a preview mm. in the prayer into the service. I but, did. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago, we did a digital blaze. It was our first one back. So yeah. we went together again via Zoom. And we talked a little bit about the story of Joseph and just kind of how the process of what he went through. And ultimately, it took him 13 years Woo! to get to where... God's promise was, you know, God gave him a vision. God gave him a dream at the age of, I guess, I think it was I, I, 17. 17, at the age yeah. of 17. And it took him a total of 13 years to actually reach that destination. And one of the things that we brought out when we were talking about that is that we don't live by faith. Or sorry, no, we live by faith. We don't live by sight. We live by faith. And so sometimes, you know, God, we tell you guys all the time that God has a plan for your life, that he called you to do something. He gave dreams Facts. in your heart, but sometimes it doesn't always look like the plan of God. Who knows that 2020 did not look like the plan of God. COVID was not God's plan. Nope. Racial injustice was not God's nope. plan. The political crap that goes on mm. is not God's plan. Nope. All of the stresses and the worries of life is not God's plan. Factual. Especially when it pertains to your calling and your destination and your dreams that God has called you to. Yeah. That's not the plan of God. And even though the outward circumstances might uh, seem awful and crazy. We don't live by those outward circumstances. We live by the words that God has given us. Do we have anyone in the room that's 13? Hello. Raise your hand up high. 13. Okay. So is, do you feel old? <laughs> has 13 been a long time? 13 years. Okay. Just imagine 2020 living for 13 years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Could you imagine 2020 lasting 13 years? Essentially, that's what happened to Joseph. Sometimes that's what it felt like. <laughs> he was trapped in 2020 for 13 years. And the reason why we say he was trapped in 2020 for 13 years is because some very unexpected, painful things happened in 2020. Yeah. And I think we could all agree about that, right? Right. Uh, whether, like Cody said, just all the stuff he rattled off. There's stuff that, you know, me personally hurt me deeply sure. in 2020. Joseph experienced that for 13 years. And when we look at the story of Joseph, it's an interesting story. Um, uh, you probably have learned it and heard of it before, but God gave him a dream when he was really young and he shared it with his father. And his brothers, like Cody talked about this today, his brothers already hated yeah, him. Yeah, they already didn't like him because he was his dad's favorite for... I don't exactly remember whatever reason, but they were like, well, great. Now you get this dream that you're going to be ruler of all of us. Awesome. Now yeah. We really hate you. And guys. he got his really cool coat that was like rainbow colored. Specific and, you know, to him. Yeah, specific <laughs> to him. And his brothers were like, oh, you know, we got a surprise for you out in this field. Meet us out there. And he's like, dad, I'm going to meet my brothers. And then, you know, they beat him up and they were going to kill him. Um, Anyone thought about killing a sibling ever before? No, I'm oh just kidding. Oh my gosh. Uh, right. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't but answer that. Anyways, they were really mad at their brother. You ever been mad at your sibling before? I have two siblings. I've been mad before. But you've never been that mad, right? And so they're Not like, seriously. put your hands down. <laughs> and so they, we know what happens. They, they were cowards. They wanted to kill their brother. Yeah. And they couldn't kill their brother. So they just threw him in a pit until they figured out what to do with him. And what they decided to do with him was to sell him into slavery. And they sold him to uh, Potiphar. And he went and he served in Potiphar's house. I'm condensing this and condensing consolidating it for you. And when he's serving in Potiphar's house, because the grace of God was on his life, because God had a plan. Let's back up. The vision in the dream that God gave him was one day, right. he would stand before his family and he would deliver them. Yeah. And that totally, when he shared that, 
the brothers took it as, ooh, you're better than us, you right. know, or whatever. And so their plan was to kill him and get rid of him. So they sold him into slavery, went to Potiphar's house, and he rose up, and Potiphar was like, there's something on this dude. Yeah. Which brings us to another point. Can people just recognize that there's something on your life? Mm. That's so good. Are you just living in a way that people are like, there is something on your life. So anyways, there was something on Joseph's life. And, and he went to Potiphar's house. And then Potiphar's wife was like, you look good. <laughs> hey, boy, what you doing over there? And she's like, come lay with me. Come be with me. Joseph, you know. That's just, like the G-rated version that you just said right there. <laughs> yeah. And blowing him kisses or whatever. Wink, wink and whatever. And so Joseph was like, nah, you tripping, girl. And so he was like, I refuse you. And so she got mad and bent out of shape. And she went and she told her husband, listen, he tried to, <laughs> what's that song, Sex Me Up? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, and she told Potter for that. And he got really mad, so then he sent oh, Joseph man. to prison. And I'm going to let Cody tell the rest of Joseph's story because I'm going weird places with I mean, him. essentially, he ended up going to prison, and from there he ended up becoming second in charge of the prison. The warden trusted him so much that he was like, you know what, I'm going to give you charge of this place. You can do my job for me, which seems like a really bad thing for a warden to do is to give a prisoner a job. But hey, he got the job, so he was able to do that. And eventually he made his way through and to the palace, and he found himself in a place to where he was able to become the ruler or become a respected noble of the community, the yep. kingdom. And he actually was able to have that dream come to pass. And eventually his brothers were coming to him to where they had to bow before him. And at that point, Joseph had a choice. <laughs> yeah. Am I going to Got recognize <laughs> these brothers and I'm going to send them to the pits like they sent me to the pits? Or am I going to bless them and help them in this place? And of course, Joseph, like the awesome guy that he was, because that's who God knew he was, <laughs> he spared them, he gave them peace, and he gave them everything that they needed because that's who God called him to be. He called him to be a just and faithful and awesome ruler. See, that was on Joseph's life from the very beginning, and that's right. why God called him that. He saw something different in Joseph that possibly wasn't on his brothers, and that's why he was called mm. in that place. Yep. There's something different on your life Amen. than other people's lives, and that's why you guys are called to a certain thing that maybe others aren't. Yeah. I mean, think about it. He, the, he was a prisoner, but in charge of the prison. Why weren't the guards in charge of it? Why wasn't the warden in charge of it? Why wasn't... I mean, there's obviously something on his life, and there's something on your guys' life. And so you have to understand, the devil is always after right. the call of God on your life. Always. Yeah. From this moment forward, from the moment you were born, he's after it, he's after it, he's after it. And so we have to be like Joseph. We have to be resilient, and we have to be, Cody brought up this word today, long-suffering. Everyone say long-suffering. Long-suffering. And it sounds like a really weird word. At first I was like, I feel like it's the wrong word. It sounds bad. But really it means to have or show patience in spite of troubles, especially those that are caused by other people. So we have to learn to be patient in times of trouble or times of calamity or times of doubt or times of struggle, especially when it's other people that are doing it to us Ooh. and even outward things that are happening around us. We have to learn to be patient and trust in God's word, not in man's word. Trust in God's word, not in our circumstances where we have to be patient and long suffering. Exactly. So we have to be that way when troubles and stuff come up. We have to be patient. And the reason why we brought up his age, because when he got the dream at 17 and he didn't see the manifestation of it until 30, you know, 13 years, uh, lots of times we live in a society, we want it now, we want it now, yeah. we want it now, we want it now. I was at McDonald's the other day, because I love me some McDonald's, man, and it was just taking forever. And then they asked me, they're like, sir, can you please pull over to slot number two? And I was like, no, give me my fries right now. I want it. But we just, we, we want stuff now, 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 now. But your plan and God's plan for your life doesn't always happen instantly. It's not just like a hot pocket that you can throw in the microwave and then three minutes later it's done. Joseph waited 13 years. 
Some of you in this room are 13 years old. So he waited from the moment you were born until now to see what God gave him in a dream. And all along the way was filled with uh, 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 troubles, trials, and tribulations. But he was long-suffering in that. And that's what we believe was really on him that separated him. He knew how to forgive people. Right. I think the only way that you're able to be long-suffering is that you're able to walk in forgiveness. Immediately when he was thrown in the pit and immediately when he was put into slavery... Joseph had a choice. He had a choice to say, oh, well, maybe that wasn't God. Maybe it was something I ate. You know, like I didn't actually have that dream. I guess I was wrong. No, he had to trust that God gave him that word. And so he had to forgive his brothers. Yep. You know, just like Jesus did on the cross. He said, forgive them. For, they know not what they do. Joseph had to do the same thing in that moment. He said to himself, you know, obviously didn't say it in the word, but we know that it happened because if he didn't forgive them, he wouldn't have been able to do what he did for 13 years. Right. Because if he wouldn't have forgave his brothers, and like Cody said, even though it doesn't say Joseph forgave his brothers, we know that he did because when they were bound before him, he could have sent them into punishment, but instead he had mercy on them and delivered them. We also know that he walked in forgiveness because he rose to the top of Potiphar's house, he rose to the top in jail, and then he rose to where he was second in command in the kingdom, and you don't do that if you're bitter. Mm. You don't do that if you're angry because whatever's inside of you is what comes out of you. So he forgave so that way goodness could come out of him instead of bitterness. He forgave so happiness and joy could come out of him instead of being angry and upset because that's not how you thrive, that's how you die. And so he got rid of that stuff and didn't corrupt it. Listen to the scripture, Proverbs 19.11. It says a man's insight gives him patience. Everyone say patience. Patience. Come on, say patience. Patience. A man's insight gives him patience and his virtue to overlook an offense. His virtue is to overlook an offense. Listen, you and I, all of us alike, have had opportunities. And the reason why we're talking about this now is because we want 2021 to be an awesome year for you. 2021 will not be an awesome year for you if you're holding on to the hurts from 2020. Not to say that they're not real hurts. And Extremely real. It wasn't a bad situation, but you have to be able to forgive those offenses. You have to be able to move yeah. past those things so that we can take on 2021. And maybe you say, well, 2020 was a good year for me. Nothing bad happened to me. Well, guess what? Bad stuff did happen to others, and that hurt their heart, so it should have hurt your heart. Mm. So wow. we all have something to let go of in this room. Yeah. Right. We we as Christians are supposed to be sympathetic and compassionate on those. And we're supposed to minister and give unto the least of these. And we are supposed to, as the Bible calls it, we are our scepters of righteousness who stand up for justice because we serve a just God. Amen. And so whenever you see something that is done unjustly, and even though it may not directly be done unto you, is done unto another, it should hurt your heart because something happened that was not right. Mm. Yeah. And so when we see something happen, even if it's, you know, if something bad happens to Cody and his family, my heart will be grieved Mm. and it hurts me. And we see this in our house lots of times. Something will happen to me and I'm just like, not to brag on myself, but I'm like super chill. You know, I don't really get upset. Uh, Actually, I'm kind of this way. I don't know if anyone else is like this. I let it like, like a thousand things have to happen and like big things can happen, big things can happen, big things can happen. And then like one little thing will happen and I will just Sets freak out. I, I just go crazy. But anyways, <laughs> and so usually I'm super chill, but when bad things happen to me, love you, boo. If you're watching, sometimes Rachel will get mad for me. She's like, I can't believe they did that to you. You know, and she, cause she loves me and she yeah. wants to stand up for me. 
And so we have to be careful, if nothing happens directly to us to cause an offense, we have to be careful that when something happens to somebody else, we don't get offended, but instead, how can we help in this situation? And that's what he said. He said, it is a virtue is to overlook an offense. Joseph had many times to get offended. My brothers betrayed me. The man I served and his wife betrayed me. And then when he was standing in front of his brothers, I'm sure that betrayal came back in his mind. But because he let go of it, it did not affect his decisions and what he decided to do. Yeah, so over in Ephesians 4.32, it says, Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So ultimately, the only way that we're able to forgive people is through Christ. Yeah. Christ has forgiven you, so therefore we are able to forgive people as well. You know, we've been doing this 60-day challenge hate calling it a challenge. I, felt, I wanted to call it a cleanse, you know, because I feel like it's just like a cleanse or whatever. But anyway, we're doing this 60-day challenge where we're like trying to read the, the New Testament, you know, as a church body. And so one of the things that I noticed is that when Judas betrayed Jesus, Jesus, like just before that even happened, like he did off and then he came back to the dinner table. Jesus still broke communion with him. Jesus walked with this dude. He served with this guy and yet he still forgave him. He walked, he served, he talked, he fellowshiped with this guy, knowing the whole time mm. that Judas was going to betray him. But yet Jesus still died for the dude. Yeah. That way, that means to me that the only way that I'm ever going to truly walk in forgiveness, the only way I'm ever truly going to be able to, to overlook an offense, the only way I'm truly ever going to overcome any situation, ah, sorry, any situation in my life is through Jesus. Because yeah. he's the That's only true. one that has the ultimate power to do so. Yeah. So we know that, you know, obviously Joseph didn't have Jesus, but he had God. He had his faith in God, and, and ultimately he was able to get through that because of that. And what's amazing is, you know, all these things that happen to us, all these things that go on in our life, they are not from God. You know, some people might argue, well, Joseph had to do those things ultimately to get to where he was. Well, no, I believe that what it says over in Genesis 39, 23, it said the Lord was with Joseph and caused everything that he did to succeed. And I love how in the Passion Translation it says, He continually, actually, sorry, that's Romans 8 28. It says, We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God, meaning that everything that happens to us, everything that goes on in this world, everything that comes against us, this God knows how to turn it yeah. for our good. Yeah. And in the Passion it says, He continually, so moment by moment, it's constantly changing, but the plan of God is the same. You know, I was thinking about this as I was coming here tonight, you know, I don't know how many of you guys drive yet, but any of you guys have Got ever any used a, a GPS before, or you really? used your phone, or maybe you've used a destination, or maybe you've watched someone do it, but there's always a destination when you put it in your maps or whatever, and it's from point A <laughs> to point B. And a lot of times it's like, it's going to take you 13 minutes to get there. You're going to have one or two mm. turns and you'll be there. But if you're driving along your destination and all of a sudden there's a traffic jam or whatever, and you're like, dang it, I got to move around these guys. So I'm going to take this turn and said, your maps, your phone will say, I'm going to reroute this for you. So that way I can still get you to your destination. The destination is still the same, right. but your phone has recalculated and recalibrated to get you the best route to still get you to the destination. See, we have to start seeing our, our offenses and the things that come against us as opportunities for God to show himself mm. in our life. And I love That's that good. because over in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, it says just like this in the Passion Translation. It says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulty, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy you can. That's for so you good. know when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you 
stirs up that forgiveness within you to endure all things. Mm. And then as your endurance grows stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. God can help perfect you through your transgressions. God can help perfect you in your discomfort. God can help perfect you in everything that comes against you because he knows how to turn it for your good. Yeah. But the only way you're able to do that, the only way he's able to turn it for you is if you're able to walk in his forgiveness. Yeah. And that's really a two-part thing. We have to decide that we can let go so that way God can empower us to help us forgive. I'm going to make you a promise, and it's not a very good promise, but I'm going to make it to you anyways because I've lived in the world for a long time, and so I know this to be true. Offenses will come. Yeah. Don't have to be prophetic. You don't have to be, uh, you know, offenses will come. People in this life are going to do you wrong. This message right now is to help you preserve your life and preserve the calling that God has on your life. Because if you get offended every time someone hurts you, you're going to live a miserable, disappointed life. Because guess what? People are mean. Yeah. (laughs) They really are. And it's like, hopefully no one in this room, right? (laughs) Thank you for that one. No one in this room, right? But we all know this. You go to middle school, you go to high school, you have friends, you have brothers, you have sisters. People can be mean sometimes. Especially on social media. It takes nothing at the drop of a hat. It's just like the trolls come out hard, you know? They really do. And so you have to be careful that you don't let that get in your heart and get you away from God in the plan that he has for your life. Mm. And the reason why we chose to talk about Joseph is because he had opportunities to let these offenses derail his life, but he did. He refused to let it derail him, and he got to his end. Another great example of that is Jesus. Yeah. Now, this is what's so cool about Jesus. He is relatable to your life. Mm. I mean, think about it. Cody mentioned it. Judas was with him, a close friend, and he betrayed him with a kiss. Now, think about that. A kiss, I know we don't do it in the United States, but if you go to Chile, where we've both been, or over in India... Really? In they, South America, yeah. Yeah, they'll give you a kiss on your cheek. Doesn't matter, male, female. They'll just come up and give you a kiss on your cheek. It's their way of greeting, but it's a very... Think about being betrayed with a kiss. There's a closeness there, and that closeness, out of that closeness came betrayal. That hurts even worse. Yeah. And then when Jesus was, you know, when he was standing there uh, and they were accusing him and Pilate was like, what should I do with him? And everybody started yelling, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. None of his friends stood up and said, "Mm, that might be a bad idea. He's innocent. Nobody stood up for him. Nobody fought for him. Right? Not even his family fought for him. And he hung there on the cross, betrayed by everybody, friend and foe. But yet he said, forgive them. See, you're able to forgive even in the greatest of hurts. It doesn't get much more painful than hanging on a cross. Doesn't get much more painful. But in the midst of that pain and in the middle of that suffering, Jesus was able to say, Father, forgive them. And so we are encouraging you and we're asking you, Whatever has happened, whatever has gone on, whatever you have faced in 2020 or maybe the years before or maybe even the first 9 to 12 days of 2021. Yeah, it's like 2020 part two. <laughs> right. <laughs> 13 years. Here we go. <laughs> so, but whatever has happened, we want to encourage you. Walk in forgiveness. Yeah. And when you, how do we do that? Well, like Cody said, we need God's help. Yeah. <laughs> 
and he'll help us with it. Amen? I don't know what's going on back there, but anyways. And so we were kind of talking about it, and we came up with an interesting way. The only way to forgive is to have God help us. Amen? And so uh, let's just have... um, No, I'm going to have a leader come up to help because we'll just have... Daniel Braxton, you want to come up here? Daniel's going to be the perpetrator in this. And I will be the unperpetrator. I don't even know if that's a word. (laughs) The unperpetrator? (laughs) Here, I'll I'll help Daniel for a second. If you want to grab that side and then the the other corner and just hold it. And Cody's going to try to walk. So this sheet here... This sheet here is a representation. Whoa, 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 whoa. Gotta hold him uh, back. <laughs> gotta hold him back. This sheet here is just a representation of 2020. And um, Daniel is 2020, and Cody is Cody. And he's trying to go where he's gotta go. He's got a, a vision, he's got a plan, he's got a call, but the struggle is real. Everyone say the struggle is real. The struggle is real. And so he can't get there. Now, this is what we want you to understand. Even though you can instantly forgive. Someone say instantly. Instantly. Someone say instantly. Instantly. Even though you can instantly forgive, sometimes truly letting go of things is a process. (laughs) Truly becoming free of things is a process. I'm grateful for God, and we all heard those testimonies of somebody who was addicted to alcohol, and they got in the presence of God, and instantly they were released from that addiction. We've all heard about, you know, how somebody was emotionally traumatized, or the worst of the worst. Maybe they they were molested or raped as a child and they came to God and they got in the anointing and he instantly healed the broken heart because God is the healer of the broken heart. And I love it when we have those instantaneous manifestations of his healing power, of his grace, of his love. But what I've experienced more in my life when it's come to my own personal disappointments, when it's come to the things that I've done that have hurt me greatly and hurt others greatly, even though I ask God for forgiveness and I go to them and I say, please forgive me and I even forgive myself, being true Truly free of it, I've noticed, has been a process yeah. of walking with God. Right. And the way we walk with God is we read our Bibles. Mm-hmm. We come to church services like this. We pray. We worship. We, we, we make godly decisions and choices with our lives. And when we do that, if you want to come on out here to the center stage, and then once you get out here, you and Daniel can kind of... so. I just want you to look at this. This is the burden. This is the offense. And every time you fellowship with God, it's like he's getting out there with his Holy Spirit and he's doing a little bit of work. He's doing a little bit of work until eventually that no longer has a hold on you, but it is a process. Everyone say a process. process. And so we're encouraging you tonight. Thanks, Daniel. Give God the opportunity to set you free. Amen. Okay, this is weird clapping going on. It's for Daniel. For Daniel. For Daniel. Daniel. Daniel, 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 Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> You're such a good devil. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Do you guys remember Paul and Silas when they were in prison for yeah. preaching the gospel? Talk about being unjustly treated. All they were doing was talking about Jesus. Spreading the good news. Spreading love. Spreading light into the world. And yet society came against them and threw them in jail. Now, instead of getting offended and upset, the Bible tells us that they begin to worship God aloud from their, not allowed, like I allow you to do it, allowed, like, very loud voice. 
<laughs> they chose to rejoice. They chose to praise. They chose to talk to God. I'm sure they were even ministering to other prison mates. You know, they were just having a, a worship service in the jail cell. And then it said a rushing mighty wind, an earthquake happened, and the prison doors flung open and the chains fell off of them. And we know that they were worshiping loud because the Bible tells us that the other prisoners heard them. Y'all ever heard that Mary Mary song, Take the Shackles Off My Feet So I Can Dance? <laughs> no, nobody? All right, anyways. And so, but my point is, is because they chose God. Someone say, I choose God. I choose God. He was able to free them from the bondage and the chains that were holding them back. Right. See, what the devil likes to do yeah. through years like 2020 and through the woes of this life, he likes to put us in chains and bondage to hold us back. Yeah. Just like he tried for 13 years with Joseph. Right. He used the chains of betrayal of his brother. He used the chains of betrayal of him, the, the, the man and woman he served. He used all sorts of different chains and opportunities to keep him from getting where he was supposed to go. But yet he stayed with God. Yeah. And every time God delivered Someone say, trust the process. Trust the process. We got one more scripture for you guys. Over in 1 Peter 5, 6 through 11, it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hands, so that in yeah. due time he may exalt you. Cast your anxiety upon him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him. You got to resist him. Stand firm in your faith and in your knowledge that your brothers throughout the world are, are all going through the same kind of suffering. 2020 happened to everybody. Yeah. Or even, this doesn't necessarily have to be about 2020. We all are going through offenses. We are all going through issues. But then after your suffering, the God of all grace who called you into his eternal glory in Christ, he himself will restore you, strengthen you, secure you, and establish you. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. See, we've got to resist the devil. He's constantly going to come after your life. He's going to constantly come to steal, kill, and destroy you. The devil comes around to try to freeze you, to, to try to pause you, to get you stuck yeah. in this offense so that way you're unusable for the kingdom of God. When we are offended, when we are bitter, we put a bad taste in other people's mouths. So when if we were to try to go out there and talk about Jesus, they'd be like, dude, you're gross. <laughs> I don't want to follow your Jesus because you're nasty. Mm. That's what the devil wants to do. The devil wants you to be a bad representation of who God is. Mm. But we can't let the devil have that over our life. We Amen. can't let him have that power. So what we have to do is just throw it back in the devil's face and say, you know what? Yeah, that sucks. That's hair terrible mm. that happened to me. But I don't care because I know what God says about me. Yeah. I know what God says about my life. His promises are true and you are a liar. Yeah. We have to walk in forgiveness and not walk in bitterness. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We want to remind you, if you'd like to join us in person, we meet every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. here in Madison, Alabama. We are Ablaze Youth Ministries, grades 6 through 12. We hope to see you. Otherwise, be sure to keep on listening to the podcast.